this is episode 58 of Dead Letter Radio. As always, I'm your host, Taze, and this is the show with the slogan, Your Words, Your Podcast, because here we feature your writing, poetry, short stories, unsent letters, everything and anything you've written down, we give it a platform, an audience, a voice, but you are the star of each and every episode. If this is your first time tuning in, and you'd like to hear how you can have your own words featured on this show, stay tuned until the end of the episode, where I'll go over how to do so. And we're back. How's everyone doing today? It's good to be back. It feels right to be back, to be doing the show again with another, or after another impromptu break. And uh, believe me, there's been numerous times I've wanted to come back and uh, read your wonderful words and share your work and creativity uh, again, but things just never seemed to quite line up. Uh, If you're new to the show as well, this is the beginning. I usually just have a moment where we can touch base with one another, maybe share some things on my mind that motivated me or things that I think might help you or just reflect on our day-to-day lives. So for today, why have I taken another break? (laughs) Well, it wasn't planned, but there was a lot of different things going on in my life. Uh, You know, good moments, sad moments, happy moments, bad moments, exciting things, uh, just the daily details of life. And at times it felt a bit overwhelming. I moved, which was very exciting, but that took up a majority of my focus and my attention and energy. Uh, I'm still working, but along with the move, I now work in one location and help uh, a family member in another location. So I took up a little bit more energy and time than expected. And I uh, was away for a little bit and helping people with their various projects and, you know, had to go through some more sad moments uh, with losing a few people. And it's just been life. And so I wanted to come back and do this show actually a while back. If you follow the show on Twitter, uh, then you know I tweeted saying, internet's finally set up, (laughs) I should be able to do the show, or something along those lines, and it just didn't pan out. I actually started getting anxiety about doing the show. It's been so long, and I felt like I needed to. Uh, It's, you know, Monday's coming up, I need to release an episode, and I didn't want to do the show that way. There's so many things in our life that we're forced and rushed to do. As of right now, this is enjoyable. I enjoy being here with you, reading your works, your words, hearing your thoughts and what's on your mind. And I want that to stay enjoyable as long as I can. So why rush it and why uh, force myself to do it if it didn't seem right at the time? But now it does. And I am ecstatic to be back. Uh, thank you for all those that's still reaching out and sending in your work and checking out the show. I greatly appreciate it. And if I haven't touched base with you after you sent in a piece, that is just due to my own faults. <laughs> but I plan to uh, start touching base with people this week, uh, kind of get things organized again, because due to being away, things have been a bit disorganized, and I have to get back in the groove of things. But anyways... I hope you're doing well. I'm happy to see you again, and I can't wait 
to hear what you have to say about life and the creativity you have and uh, the wonders and the hopes and even the despairs uh, that we all experience together. So let's hop in to this episode of Dead Letter Radio. Starting off, we have a piece by Lorenzo Morello titled, Drag Me Down With You. Hush up the song of cicadas, echoing the burden of the vicious sun, and paint in yellow and flames my shapeless, wavering limbs with your grim, disruptive one. Wrap me in your enticing, faithless sheets, and drag my blank and worn-out weight in the prosperous harvest of your bleak sleeping, just like snails slithering unhindered through the desolation of your slothful sweeping. So disperse the doubts that take hold of my body, like leaves spiraling to the curled streets from cleared and stripped trees. Guide me into a pain that I can stand to. Thrust me through the chill that brings me to my knees. Thank you, Lorenzo, for sharing this piece with us today. Regarding their work, uh, they said, So I had the idea to write a poem about the comfort one feels when he's just sad. And I chose summer as a metaphor for anxiety and the upcoming arrival of fall to represent sadness. It's interesting. If you're not from an area with cicadas or never heard them before, uh, they have a tweeting drone uh, that usually really marks the height of summer. Uh, At least that's how I think of it, and they're prevalent where I am. But on reading this poem, at least for me, I can liken it to that building of anxiety, that background noise that seems to either get louder or constantly drone on and underlines everything around us. And I can definitely relate to the burden of a vicious sun as I've been working in construction this year. (laughs) But I think this is a wonderful piece. And you're right, there can be that quote and unquote comfort one feels when they're sad that if it's something you're used to, that familiarity, as you said, wrap me in your enticing faithless sheets, disperse the doubts that take hold of my body, guide me into a pain that I can stand to. Even though being or feeling sad, uh, it's not a place we want to stay. It's a place we can easily find comfort in, get used to, try to remain in, especially if one is going through a depressive episode because it's enticing when we're in that mindset. It gets rid of all of our other doubts, uh, maybe skews them negatively, uh, Because the one thing's affirmed is that we don't feel great. And it's something we're used to. It's something we can stand to because we've been there before. And so thank you, Lorenzo. I really enjoyed this piece. It even brought into mind a saying I heard recently. Don't trust your feelings after 9 (laughs) p.m. Because a lot of times, I don't know for you, but I know for me, sometimes when you get a certain point at night... Uh, your thoughts can skew more negative. 
and maybe you can fall into that comfortable sadness. So hey, lesson to go to bed early, I guess. Uh, thank you again. Our next piece is by LChaos021 on Reddit, and it is titled, The Moon. Your beauty bewitched my life, longing for you in my sight, and you are here. Let time cease in your absence, let chaos cloak the world in your absence, but no, you are here. So let the time bloom in your sight, so let the world relish in your sight, because you are here. Your gleam is eternal, but nothing is forever. Your beauty will fade one day, and so shall my life, because you are not here. Thank you, Al Chaos, for sharing this piece with us today. I think this one is fun. It, to me, it speaks on a lot of different levels. I mean, we can relate it to someone we care for deeply, and we long to see them, and when they are gone, it just, time doesn't move. Chaos should take the world, or it seems it, it does, because without them, uh, what does order matter? But because they are there, we can find peace, we can find comfort, things can progress. But as a fan of nighttime over day, honestly, uh, I really like it as the focus on the moon. The bewitching light, it shines upon us. And that when it's gone in daytime here, it, the day can feel chaotic. It can, day can feel it drags on. But night never seems to last long enough. And so when the moon's out, time flows. There's peace. Things are quiet. The world relishes in the moon's light. And the gleam is eternal. But the moon's beauty will fade, and so shall our life one day. Because if it's not there, how can we survive? So I just thought it was a very fun poem that we can look at and decipher on many different levels, from the actual moon to someone we care about, or what have you. So thank you, Al Chaos, for sharing. Our next piece is by The Dusk Dragon on Reddit, and it is titled, Four Haikus, 26 Years. Introversion, 9 years old. A green bouncy ball, summer months I kick around, my mind disembarks. Creating new worlds, characters, stories endless, short-lived paradise. Now, classmates recount, sports and friends and trips they mouth, my mouth simply smiles. Till summer returns, one green in a ball pit of red, this playground. I'll play. Discovery, 14 years old. Two events unfold. A beautiful pink rose blooms. A blue flame ignites. Enchanted flower, heartfelt romantic gesture, comes like luster warmth. Raging inferno, giving heat so passionate, but lacks tenderness. 
If both coalesce, the rose might burn to a crisp. I smother the flame. Depression, 21 years old. Stringed orb in the sky, drifts wherever the wind blows, lost and forgotten. Purpose in this world, celebration, well-wish, love, a fleeting facade. Was it abandoned? Did it escape tethered woes? Though free, it wavers. Pressures still ensue, thin-skinned, weakening slowly, yet the orb floats on. Vulnerability, 26 years old. With time, I concede to ease bikes uphill battles, therapies the pump. A lifelong closed book, words imploring to be heard, pages crack open. Through deep soul-searching came hope, self-love, acceptance, and reframed beliefs. Ball pit is rainbow. Fiery blue rose prevails. Orb treasures the ride. So thank you so much, the Dust Dragon, for sharing this piece with us today. Regarding their words, they said, These poems are personal to me and are intended to express different eternal struggles I face during different stages of my life. And if you have listened to this show uh, previously, you know I'm a huge fan of haiku, and so it is uh, a fun read to have a piece that is more than just a single haiku, but a full-on poem constructed by a multiple haiku, uh, and spanning a same topic, but various uh, subcategories of it. This piece also had a lot of visual aspects going on to it, which unfortunately you can't see on the podcast, but each uh, section had blocked off certain parts, so introversion was only showing intro, and so on. In regards to the piece itself and what it recalls to mind for me and how I reflect upon it, the first part, introversion, it's interesting how we go through different scenarios and feelings and situations at different points of our lives uh, from person to person. Uh, Here, at nine years old, uh, that feeling which I can only interpret when your words say one green in a ball pit of red of feeling left out, out of place. Uh, In your summer, uh, creating new worlds and characters and stories, which was like paradise, but when going back to school and hearing of the sports and his classmates hanging out with friends and trips and you're just there quietly smiling. And it's funny when I reflect that upon myself, I don't remember feeling like that when I was younger, but definitely feeling like that as I've gotten older. Uh, Less so now, but definitely in my teenage years to even young adulthood. And then discovery at 14... And I'm curious on what everyone's interpretation of each part of this poem is. Uh, For Discovery, it brought to mind the feelings of romance and um, discovering yourself and discovering attraction to other people and uh, that bloom of youth, as some could put it. Uh, But the chaos that comes with it, the passion and yet lack of tenderness and 
times you choose to smother that flame. And then depression, 21 years old. A string door up in the sky which I can only envision as a balloon as we see it drifting left and right, lost and forgotten, going wherever the wind takes it. Purpose of world celebration, well wish, love, is just fleeting. And still it keeps going, despite these negative feelings, despite feeling aimless, despite being thin-skinned and weakening, slowly, slowly deflating. The orb floats on. And if you've felt depressed and can relate to this, uh, I'm sure it's a great analogy for you. I know it works for me because I have felt this way. And then finally, vulnerability. Looking back, using therapy, getting help, discovering and reflecting on ourselves, being able to move forward, soul search, find hope, love, acceptance. And that ball pit, we don't have to stand out, it's a rainbow. Everyone's different, we can all be together. Fiery blue rose prevails. Maybe that means accepting love. And then, the orb treasures the ride. We might just be drifting along, but life is a journey, and winds will take us wherever they do. So we might as well enjoy it. So I think this is just a fantastic piece where you can while being deeply personal to you. Uh, you can take various aspects and apply it to your own life and times that you have felt similar. Real quick, too, uh, to note about some of the uniqueness of how this piece was constructed. So as I said, there's uh, blocked text for each section. So for introversion, it was intro. For discovery, it was eye cover. And for depression, it was press on. And the last one, vulnerability, was fully blocked out. And another fun thing I realized is that each age uh, goes up from 9 to 14 is 5, from 14 to 21 is 7, and from 21 to 26 is 5. So 5, 7, 5, the syllable or count of each line of a haiku. So a really fun detail interwoven throughout this piece. Uh, thank you again for sharing your words, Dusk Dragon. Next, we have a piece by Storm underscore Paint on Reddit, and it is titled, Parental Doubt. Am I good enough? High stakes and many mistakes, but you are not one. So thank you, Storm Paint, for sharing with us another haiku, so I'm always very excited to read and share these. And as someone who doesn't have uh, kids, but has friends with kids, and obviously I was a kid, I think this is a heartwarming but very grounded and realistic aspect of parenthood. Uh, no one is perfect, and no parent is perfect. And they all make mistakes. And those mistakes uh, will hurt, and you know, maybe have lasting repercussions, or what have you. But, even if the mistakes are made, and yes, the stakes are high, especially when bringing a life into this world, and they're your responsibility, and they're uh, your treasure. You want to make sure they grow up loved and well-rounded. 
but through all the pain and suffering and struggles that might come with parenthood, that child, that treasure, that loved one, is not one of those mistakes. And I think that's one of the greatest reassurances a parent can give to a child, especially if things are tense, that despite all the ups and downs and the bad times, maybe the crying and shouting matches, if there are any, <laughs> that that kid has never been considered a mistake. So thank you, Stormpaint, for sharing. Next, we have a piece by Jacob C., and it is titled, Oberon's Kin. Life, like the breath of sputtering candles, often vain and poisonous and guttural, casting shadows to keep darkness at bay. Would a wish be a nebula, fathomless cloud of dust, a star waiting for birth, the price of light, crushing gravity, to be burned for creation, distorting the peace of the universe. Fay Prince, we are not unalike, secreting true names away, to be kept unbound, to live free. Space and time, no illusion, no reprieve. Will the sea of stars have room for one such as me? Return my being to earth and water. My soul I give to wind and fire. Thank you, Jacob, for sharing this piece with us today. Regarding their words, they had to say, I was contemplating the paradox of desiring change and peace simultaneously. That is a fine line to walk, isn't it? That desire of change, yet things to be peaceful, yet a lot of times for change to happen, things must be disrupted in one way or the other. Which is not always negative, but you go from the static to the dynamic. Uh, for instance, the universe, as you put it, how peaceful it might be when a star is waiting for birth. But that price, the price of light and creation, creation is crushing gravity, being burned for that creation, distorting the peace of the universe. As we know, our sun, nuclear fusion, and it keeps the planets in our solar system in a gravity well so that we can revolve around it. And yes, it brings us peace now, but what chaos uh, is going on uh, to maintain this peace, that creation process. And it distorts that said peace, that stillness that was once in the universe. And where do we want to be? Do we want to remain static, uh, though at peace we may be? Or where, or do we want to live free? Uh, will the stars have room for us? you and me. And so, we might return our being to earth and water, but our soul we give to the dynamic wind and fire. It's just how I interpreted that longing for a change, and maybe you were afraid to take that first step. I think this is just a wonderfully fun poem, uh, so thank you, Jacob, for sharing with us. So that's it. That is the episode. 
Uh, thank you for everyone who sent in their work and allowed me to share your words and your creativity uh, with everyone who listens. I greatly appreciate it. I'm sure they do. Who knows who you've touched, who you've inspired, just by jotting your thoughts, your poems, your writing down. If you'd like to see who uh, wrote what, you can see it in the description of each and every episode. Along with that, if you enjoyed uh, this episode, please leave a review or a rating wherever you listen to your podcast. It just helps the show reach more people, which might inspire more people, and give them the opportunity to have their own work shared. And if you want to do a little extra, the show does have a Patreon. I believe it's just Dead Letter Radio on Patreon, and you can go there. A link will be in the description as well. And now... If you would like to have your work featured on this show, it is very, very easy. In the show's, our episode's description, you'll find the show's email. You can also find it on uh, the show's Twitter, which is Dead Letter Cast. That's C-A-S-T, Dead Letter Cast. And there you can keep updated with the show. But whether it's there or the episode's description, you can find the email. And there is where you can send your work in. How I would like it to be sent, uh, just include it in a Word document or PDF. Uh, include what the title of the piece is, if there is a title. Also, uh, put in um, any background information you might want shared in regards to why you wrote it, what your thoughts were when writing it, maybe what you wanted to convey, or your just creative process, that's fine too. And that might potentially be shared on the show. And finally, how you'd like to be credited. Uh, you can be anonymous, you can use a username, uh, you can use your name or a pen name, as long as there's something appropriate that I can read on the show. And as far as content on the show, uh, really a lot can be read here. I just don't do profanity, and just to keep it as accessible as possible, and obviously nothing that's directly made to hurt or offend people on purpose. <laughs> uh, but that's it. That is the episode. Um, so once again, thank you for everyone tuning in. It feels great to be back. I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to hear from all of you. And I can't wait to do another episode. So send in your work. Spread the word. Say Dead Letter Radio's back and reach out to those writers who maybe have kept their writings to themselves and are looking for a new avenue. Or maybe people that just want to relax uh, at night or in the morning listening to poetry and writing and words from people all over the world. Anyways, this is Taze with Dead Letter Radio, and I'm wishing you all safe travels.